0: Fellow insomniacs, be a part of Northern California's special effects, makeup and horror culture convention. The Sinister Creature Con. October 14th and 15th, the Scottish Rite Center in Sacramento, California. Children 10 and under are free. $20 for the Saturday pass, $15 for the Sunday pass, or get the entire weekend for $25. Featured guests include Daniel Harrison, George P. Wilder, Marky Ramone, the WWE's leader. Nightmare on Elm Street 2's Mark Patton and Kim Myers Jason Baldwin Garrett Graham Jack Frost Scott McDonald Leslie Vernon As well as the stars from the hit stars TV show Ash vs. Evil Dead Dana De Lorenzo, Ray Santiago and Ted Rainey Also featuring a cosplay competition Makeup workshops Panels and so much more Tickets are available at SinisterCreatureCon.com. What are you doing? Go to Sinister CreatureCon, October 14th and 15th at the Scottish Rights Center. Be there. Geeks of the Industry.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, You are about to witness some scenes from the next attraction to play
0: this...
2: (laughs) This picture, truly one of the most unusual ever filmed, contains scenes which under no circumstances should be viewed by anyone with a heart condition or anyone who is easily... (laughs) We urgently recommend that if you are such a person or the parent of a young or impressionable child now in attendance, let you and the child leave the auditorium for the next...
0: Features, a horror discussion from GeeksoftheIndustry.com, and now your host,
1: Chunky Larry. Greetings fellow insomniacs and welcome to another episode of the Creature Features podcast on GeeksoftheIndustry.com. I am your host, my name is Chunky Larry. And in 2009, Warner Brothers set out to create a new interpretation of the Stephen King classic of an otherworldly being who feasts on the fears of children in a small New England town. Over that course of time, several changes were made with both the writer, director, and cast until horror darling Andy Muschietti was brought on to refine and craft a coming of age tale of terror that shattered box office records and set a precedent for what horror can accomplish. On September 8th, 2017, Stephen King's IT was released, causing audiences to float to theaters in mass.
0: Captain. not like any town I've ever been in before. People die or disappear six times the national average. And that's just grown-ups. Kids are worse. Way, way worse. We all
1: float down here. I saw something. There was this... A clown.
0: Look, it's all connected by the sewers. That's where it lives. With me, You'll you'll float too. You'll float too. You'll float too. You'll float too. You'll float too.
1: In this episode, we are going to be doing something that we did uh, last week when we covered Gerald's Game. We are going to be covering one of the new titles in horror, as it is October. There is a slew of new horror releases, so I figured it only sensible to discuss a couple of the newer horror titles. And like I had said, uh, we covered Gerald's Game, uh, the Netflix uh, film, Last time this time we are going to stay in the realm of Stephen King uh, but we will be discussing uh, a remake that's not really a remake it's a readaptation I guess of his novel It and starting this conversation I uh, I could only go with one person uh, somebody that I know for a fact has not seen the original 1990 uh, adaptation and uh has not read the book <laughs> but has uh given me three amazing children. I'm talking about my wonderful wife, the lovely Miss Cola. Say hola, Cola. Ola. It's good to have you on. I haven't had you on since episode 100 and uh whew. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it seems like it wasn't long ago, maybe for you, but th- that's like thirty some odd episodes ago. Was for it me. really?
2: Yeah. Oh wow! You should have me more on more often. Yeah,
1: I, like I, I've been doing. I'm sorry,
2: it's because I'm not a dork.
1: Oh wow, <laughs> Just that, that, that cuts me deep.
2: Does it? Yeah. I can see you crying inside. I,
1: I am somebody, crying right now, guys. Somebody <laughs> give me my towel. <laughs>
2: you need a towel? Weeping that much?
1: I need my I need my sad towel. The, You're the, <laughs> yeah, the towel I use. When I get to the sad and That's uh, a different towel Yeah, no, the, I have a towel for when I get to the happy too Oh, okay. I was going to say <laughs> You find those under the bed all the yeah. time She's <laughs>
2: like, what the fuck is this?
1: Yeah, I'm very sad
2: I'm <laughs> very sad
1: <laughs> You weep at night Who So much
2: <laughs> So much Well, it's uh, nice to be on, thanks for yeah, having it's, me
1: Yeah, it's a blast to have you on And uh, you're more familiar with Stephen King through the the movies, correct? Uh, Have you read any of his work?
2: No, I'm not a big reader. Um, I'm not a real big Stephen King fan. The only thing that I really know him from is that show that we watched, The Pink Stars Are Falling
1: the Under the Dome. Under which the was Dome. Also based I mean, like,
2: on I knew him when I was a kid, but I didn't um, fancy his things. Mm-hmm. He was creepy, but scary, creepy, and like a. I don't know, just like if Marilyn Manson was younger, mm. just like, but a serial killer. <laughs> I know, I, I feel like he used to torture small animals when he was a child. Stephen King. Yes. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> that's, that's... I don't know, just
2: the things that he comes up with are just, I watched, what was that movie? It was so sad where that lady threw a can at the other lady in the grocery store.
1: Oh, The Mist. The Mist, yes. Yes. And that was just
2: like, what? <laughs> How do you come up with this? Like, you have to be a sick individual.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> I I grew up with Stephen King. Uh, my mom is an avid reader and oh, yes. uh, inspired reading to me. You know, but before I read any of his work, she used to uh, tell us the stories uh, fr- from of the, the books, books dream. as we were going on drives. And I talked about it a little bit in the last episode, but uh, it was it was something that I really enjoyed as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was like an audio book but it was yeah mom, your mom you know? and yeah. it was also like telling a ghost story yeah but it you know so um you know when i when i got older I'd, I'd read some of his books uh it being one of the books that i read and i actually read that uh when we got together i was Again? i was no i was reading it for the very first time when we got together and um this was after we had had our first son. I went on a fishing trip. It was the first time I'd left, I remember that uh, my wife and my kid since since pretty much we got together. Yeah, like it was the first time that we had been apart uh, for a long that. period of time. And uh, I went out on the boat with my grandfather, and we were we were fishing. We stayed the night out on the water. I remember. And um, I was reading it, and. Oh, my God, I don't recommend reading it at night, in the dark, uh, um, on the water. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was one of the most terrifying fucking experiences because uh, my grandpa, you know, he's holding him and his buddy, they went to sleep. So I'm just, I'm sitting on the edge of the boat uh, with my pole cast out, and I'm just reading this terrifying fucking novel about this you know, creature that takes the form of a clown, but also takes the form of anything you fucking Yeah. Prior. And it just, it was, you know, it was captivating, it was terrifying, and it, it it made every noise that much scarier. Yeah. Every ripple of the water that much more terrifying. You, you thought about, you know, what kind of giant creature is you know, going to come underneath out underneath that dark water. Under the water. Yeah. yeah and it's just like, it was fucked up, dude. And I ended up catching a giant fish too. But
2: You kept reading.
1: Yeah. But I kept reading. I couldn't, I couldn't put it down. I had to, at, at some point, get to a point where it was like, okay, everything's fine. And, <laughs> and there just wasn't one of those kinds of points. I mean, it's, it's a story that, you know, really captures what it is to be a kid. And, um, it also captures perfectly visually in in a lot of only Stephen King kind of ways what it is to be afraid and I had before I'd read the book I'd seen the movie the 1990 miniseries um which uh, I'll I'll just say right now it was one of the scariest things I'd ever seen as a fucking kid and uh for a lot of people it was the that was the case that people were afraid of clowns much more so from like y- you'd hear about that fear of clowns but it wasn't really a thing yeah until it like it really became a thing after
2: and see i never watched it as a kid so i never understood the clown thing i uh-huh. still don't understand the clown thing it's just a person with face paint yeah but it doesn't bother me. Like, I, I just have never really been into it.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't have that fear either. I, I know that there's a term for it that I didn't look up because, you guys, I, I'm very unprepared for this episode. <laughs> but uh, You
2: finally have me on and you're not prepared. I, I How dare
1: you? Google I, it now. I'm not going to Google. Chunky, don't Google. That's that's bad radio. <laughs> I don't do it. I, that's. Cloudatrophobic. Uh, Yes, clownophobia is. That's what we're gonna go. There you go. Clownophobia. It's from the
2: Cola Dictionary.
1: <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. <laughs>
2: Macaulay Culkin. Great. Yeah, I like turtles. It's a, it's
1: it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a rare disease. This it's a rare condition this day and age.
2: It's no, rare. actually, I feel like all the millennials are afraid of clowns. Yeah,
1: it's Macaulay Culkinitis.
2: I. You know what? Clowns didn't scare me until we watched a movie with a killer clown. Well, he wasn't. Killer. Well, maybe he was a killer. I can't remember it all. I just know it was really creepy. The clown and the little boy. The, where he was it at was the party. His dad. Yes.
1: And his his fucking. His
2: dad was. Oh, it was so creepy.
1: Yeah, uh, I fucking.
2: Uh, that was really bad.
1: What the fuck was the name of that? The it clown doesn't was, matter. It was like
2: haunting him, and then it turns out it was his dad. Like
1: I, I'm sure I'm gonna remember it after, after we this record, is over. it's, and yeah, and it's going it like, oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah,
2: but that like that that scared me. But, I mean, it wasn't scary, but it creeped me out. It was just like, oh my god, how
0: gross. (laughs) But, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to the synopsis for uh, 2017's It. After After recent cases of disappearing local kids in the town of Derry, Maine, It follows a group of kids dubbed the Losers Club in the summer of 1989 and their discovery and scary encounters of a shape-shifting demonic entity known to return every 27 years and preys upon your own personal fears. Um, I mean, I guess that's an okay one. That was written by Ian FLC on the IMDB. Um, I mean, it is... You know, it's... It's an update that... I think was bound to happen, you know. Yeah, with they've
2: done, like, every movie, so why not that one? With
1: horror films, it's inevitability now that these titles will be remade. So you you have to have some sort of acceptance of the fact that these pictures will be remade. Uh, this one was directed by Andy Muschietti, who um, was not the very first choice for uh, the film, he had directed the film uh, Mama, which was... Oh, okay, was, yeah. You know,
2: Those two little girls. Yeah, yeah, which
1: was based, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, off of a short film that he had made, that had made the rounds, and they ended up expanding it into a fuller film. Uh, okay. But, you know, atmospheric tension horror kind of yeah. stuff. And that's absolutely what this is. is a, a variant very much an atmospheric horror film in the sense that they really created a world, um, not so much just it being, you know, shot in to make it look like it's in the 80s. Which, they did a
2: good job at that, by the uh, way.
1: You know, it, it feels very much like um, the show Stranger Things. I don't know if you remember. I have not seen it. it. Well, they, you know, very much like this, kind of capitalized on that. 80s nostalgia visually and yeah. style wise, and you know, the music cues and everything. It, it, it is, it has this very, you know, 80s, you know, horror. I
2: felt like Stand By Me. Yes. And, 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 and
1: But again, you know, that was an 80s horror film. Yeah. And so that's kind of what they're embodying. Yeah. And, um,
2: there's always a group of boys, there's a river, there's rocks.
1: And, and that's, that's kind of, uh, one of the things is there, there are deviations from the book as are to be expected with any adaptation of a novel there's just certain things that aren't going to be in you know that aren't going to make it onto screen
2: yeah it can't be everything
0: business. uh
1: but this and the 1990 uh miniseries both missed a couple of really just kind of crucial scary moments uh there's one moment with Mike Hanlon and a giant bird that's just terrifying, mm-hmm. and then there's this other moment with this other boy that just goes missing. It's just a story of a boy going missing, but it's inside of this silo, and it's just oh, it's fucking creepy.
2: See, and I've never seen the original too.
1: But neither it, neither one of the films had either one of those scenes, and oh, I see. both of them would have absolutely worked. Uh, the they're you know the immediate deviation that they take from. The film, or from the book to the film, is the time frame in which the movie set. Uh, you know, the book it takes place in the 60s, like late 50s, early 60s, and the movie takes place in 1989, um, where the 90 version took place in 58. So you know, another thing that was you know different is that this film. You know, it was just the first half, uh, telling the story of the children, which wasn't the same. You know, but I preferred that, as far as a a story is concerned. Uh, jump Cuddy is okay and all, but it's too assumptive to think that people are going to come back for that second one. If you're telling both of those stories, you're not telling a complete story. Yeah. So, uh, in a in a theatrical version where it is going to be split over time it makes more sense to tell the linear story of the kids yeah, and then tell the story of the adults in the second film which uh, you know was also a concern of mine you you think about movies like The the Dark Tower which I I am really dreading watching because you know you you know specifically that I fucking love that book oh yeah and (laughs) it, it, it it just it isn't gonna live up to it. They tried to compact the story into one film, which is just a mistake. And yeah, yeah. so um, this they they went under the premise of they were gonna tell it, you know, the the children's story in part one and the adult story in part two. That was a pre-designed idea. And when I saw the trailers, I thought it was a good idea.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but what did you think about the clown?
2: Um. It's hard to say because I don't, I didn't read the book, I didn't see the original, I didn't see the miniseries. No, but
1: just taking the character as he is, as Pennywise the Dancing Clown, what did you think of him?
2: Honestly, I felt like he, I don't know, I felt like he could have been more creepier. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like um, he was like a 21 Savage. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, um, those little Pump, little Wayne, little, all these little people that are coming out. Uh-huh. I just felt like he was, like, the clown version of that. Uh-huh. I just, I don't know. I felt like he could have been more. Like, um, I've always heard things. I've never seen the movie or read the book, but I've always heard that it's so creepy and so everything. But, and I dreaded when you said, let's watch this, because I just was like, oh, shit, I don't want to be scared, but... It didn't really scare me. Uh I mean, it was a little creepy, but it wasn't like as creepy or scary as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I felt like they could have showed him more. They could have been a little bit more creepy. So he, because he didn't have like too many scary parts, he didn't really scare me. I just felt like, you know, it was a, another makeup tutorial video of the clown. <laughs> <laughs> Does I, that sound... No, nice,
1: I, I get what you're saying. And for me, uh, I looked at his performance. Uh, it was, you know, again, it set itself apart from Tim Curry's performance. He's very regal, and, you know, he's kind of got this dignified quality to him, but he also can play big, uh... You remember the devil in legend that's tim curry no i don't okay well <laughs> <laughs> uh, well he's he's a guy that's you know synonymous with these really kind of grandiose performances and he and he has this this ability to kind of bring substance to the most bizarre of performance like he he was uh captain hook on the Peter Pan cartoon show from the 90s. Okay. So, you know, yeah. just to kind of give you a gauge as to where he would take it and that, that kind of voice that you get. Um, this this character, Bill Skarsgård's interpretation, I, I felt like it felt more um, of the Heath Ledger School of Clown. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like very much like Jared Leto... Or Heath Ledger, or just this this very, oh, I'm sinister. I'm so sinister. Yeah, like... Sinister I am.
2: Yeah, like, because everyone else is doing it, this is how, like... um,
1: It's like, you know, Tim Curry, he didn't have to do that. He was a clown. He was a clown that would still flip a switch and and he'd be terrifying.
2: Well, not only that, maybe because I didn't see the other things, I don't understand the story of him. Like, they explained how he comes every 27 years, Mm -hmm. whatever. But I also... Maybe I'm naive because I didn't see any of the other stuff. I don't know the whole background. But I kind of felt like it was Jeepers Creepers.
1: Okay. Because Jeepers Um,
2: Creepers does that. He comes out... I don't know. Maybe I sound really stupid. No,
1: no. I get what you're saying with the the time frame and everything. But he
2: didn't, like, explain, like, okay, so he eats children and what? Like, he feeds, like, his hunger. Does he take anything from them? He only takes their fear and then he sleeps for 27 years? Like, he didn't...
1: Well, in...
2: In the movie, it didn't explain all that. In the movie,
1: you have to know the whole background. Floating.
2: Yeah, like what was that floating? I didn't understand that. Like, okay, so if you see in my mind, I think of it like um, the Jeepers Creepers. So at least when he took them, he it explained Jeepers Creepers. Where'd you get those peepers? He would need things and take it from them. I really felt like he was a little kid who needed attention, and he just wanted. That's how he was getting attention. I felt like he was a five-year-old who needed attention, and that's how I'm going to get attention.
0: Yeah. McCraw- oh, by the way,
1: uh, fuck the Jeepers Creepers movies, like. Yeah, I know you.
2: Jeepers Creepers, where'd you get that penis? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so- <laughs> oh, this one in my mouth.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, fuck that guy so bad. <laughs> so um, hard,
2: but you get what I'm saying that it, I, I guess they're coming out with another movie. But for somebody who's never watched it or yeah read the book. I didn't understand, and then it just felt like nobody cared.
1: You mean the town?
2: Yeah, the whole town just didn't care!
1: Well, that's that's a part of the sickness that's in Derry. And... They, nobody
2: explained it! The little fat boy explained it more than anyone else!
1: They explore it more in the book, and they explored it better in the uh, 1990 version. Uh, that There was this illness inside of the town that kind of was created almost like you know how... Uh, so it was Aaron Brockovich well, Town? No, like, you know how when uh, the Hiroshima bomb... Yes. ...fucking hit and the surrounding neighbor... Yes. ...kind of caught the reaction? Yes. It, it, Pennywise is essentially like a Hiroshima bomb of evil. Okay. And that evil permeates in the entirety of the town. Okay. It, like, it, it's this malignant force that makes these awful people... Okay. And you know, so people do things that well, they wouldn't necessarily do. You know. So
2: there's no common sense in yeah,
1: there. Yeah. There's a, there's a, an evil that exists not just. And
2: they accept it.
1: Every 27 years, but it it's just there. Okay. And there's just this this ugliness, and there's always these bad things that occur, and they usually dismiss you know, it. No, they usually culminate with the appearance of. yeah so
2: but you get what i'm saying like from me somebody who's never seen anything or read anything it didn't explain to me all of the information to make it click to me because when they were floating it was like what the fuck is this like once all of this goes away do all those kids come back oh no they're just gone yeah they're just dead (laughs) spoiler by the way
0: Sorry. So now twenty. What are we? Twenty minutes in now. Fuck you. I mean, if you're listening to this, fuck off. I mean, read fucking book. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Fuck
2: off.
0: I love you so much. But
2: you get what I'm saying. I didn't. I didn't understand it Uh because I don't know the background.
1: Well, uh, another thing that they did. That you know they didn't really do in the first film, and I, I'm gonna be comparing the two because there's just no way you can't compare them. Yeah. You know? So uh, is they reference certain things that they didn't reference in the first one, which is the turtle, which is very the tortoise. You know, is very important uh, not only in the book it, but it also becomes important in the Dark Tower series and the tortoise represents uh, one of the 12 creatures of the beam. you explain that
2: to me? Yeah, the beam.
1: The, the beams Dark run tower kind of across tower. each other in a, you know, like a, a, a parallel, uh, where each each side has a different uh, animal representing oh. them, and there are portals that you can get into these different dimensions, and they're laid across so each other. So is the turtle like other. the highest power? And the centerpiece of all of those beams is the tower.
2: So, so what
1: is the turtle like? The highest power? Or? No, uh, the turtle is. A is that just his favorite? No, I like it's turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it, this, the turtle is a representation of one of the good forces, and. But it um, just—I
2: I know from you that you've explained to me that in almost all of his films, he has the
1: turtle. You—you you right? see, uh, it, it's happened more recently uh, with them trying to kind of tie these worlds together in the cinematic versions of the films. You see a lot more references to things like the turtle.
2: So, like, if you see the turtle in one of his films, does that mean that's that portal?
1: It's it's essentially like, like it's on that beam.
2: It's on that beam, okay. And but you've you know, seen more turtles than any other animal.
1: Yes, but that's because the the turtle, the tortoise of enormous girth, who's on its back, it holds the earth. It's that that creature is one of the most popular of those creatures which is why it gets referenced as often as it does
2: one thing i will tell you that i loved about this movie only because i have never seen it or read it i liked that i finally got to see the poem of our son's name
1: yeah <laughs> yes uh we named our second son based on uh the poem that ben Hanscom writes beverly marsh because uh, it just it was always something that you know, it really touched me and I empathized with the character Ben Hanscom like a lot um, so Yeah, uh, the poem is your hair is winter fires January embers my heart burst burns there, too, and uh, we named our second son Ember because of the poem and yeah, so uh, <laughs> Yes, uh, I am a big horror nerd and I named my kid after a a throwaway poem in a Stephen King book. <laughs> so, yes, uh, she kept it in her underwear drawer. She sure did, For and the uh, <laughs> 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 the the portrayal of Beverly Marsh is it's kind of a hybrid of what she was and what she is kind of you know represented as in this in this movie. It's not the same, um, but she is you know a young girl kind of conflicted with everything that's going on and you know still also being you know a blossoming woman and not understanding that stuff that that all is there and the stuff with the blood in the bathroom is also there but it was something that happens uh, more than once they just tied it up into one bow uh, i'm assuming for time but it, it the fact that it's there is good. And another thing that I was going to point out that was from the book that was represent or shown in this film that wasn't in the other was the library. Ben uh, was in love with the library, and that's what ultimately uh, inspires him to become an architect because he was really interested in this uh, hallway and the structure of it, and it he was you know working out in his head it was the early stages of what he would become when he left Derry okay. and that's that's one of the things that happens with everybody that leaves Derry is they become successful in whatever it is that they pursue. Because they
2: essentially pass that?
1: Operation. No it's more of like a, a way of you know almost like I feel that it's it trying to keep them from coming back because they defeated him. I see. And it's like oh it's so wonderful out there don't go back to this place and so much to the point that they you know, ultimately forget about it and you know forget the everything in it they have to kind of uncover that story again so it's like telling the story twice uh, so while in the book you know telling the story side by side makes sense because they're rediscovering these moments and those moments are playing out as flashbacks in, this, in the book and uh, you know the structure of the first film the way that they did it they did it in the uh, acts of the people that were brought back you know mike would call them and they would flash back to a certain moment that had to do with them and it would tell the greater story and then ultimately the second film was them coming back into town but you would already been introduced to them but the difference is is that you know it's able to do that because the next night you're getting that yeah next part you have to wait a couple of years to get that next part, so that's kind of an incomplete story if you don't watch the entirety of it. Yeah.
2: So are we gonna, since we've spoiler the fuck out of this shit, are <laughs> we gonna talk about the creepy part?
1: Let's talk about it, please. By all means.
2: Um, I think it was the best part of the film. Yeah. That and um, a part when they were in the house, but.
1: And the 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 house thing, also, if they, the the fight between them. Happened in the sewer, Niebolt Street. Where it was definitely a, a character in the book, and it was a, a creepy house that you know was referenced multiple times. It was not the final battle point in the book. It, they battled in the sewer, and you know, they yeah. just added the Niebolt Street thing, which well, they battled. Yeah, they eventually ended up in the sewer, but yeah. you know uh, that was different, and um, you know it's not that bad, but. I know what you're talking about. And, yes, the the scene where they're in the garage and they, yes. they're projecting the, the pictures of the town and everything, and the projector starts going, and...
2: Haywire. And then all of a sudden, it's just like he's there in a distance, and then every slide he just gets closer and closer, and then he fucking crawls out of it, just the way that... Like, I just... I don't want to re-watch the movie, but I feel like that would be a perfect movie for us to watch outside yeah. on the projector with yeah. the sound system.
1: Yeah, definitely. That would just,
2: like, holy shit, scare the neighbors.
1: And, you know, the teeth in this one are way better than the teeth in the first one, too. Yeah. Uh, like and those see, teeth I don't are know fucking, it. Those teeth are, like, anime rad. The, the way that they're just gnarly as fuck. Well,
2: because it's all CGI.
1: No, th- those are practical. Oh, they are? Yeah. Oh, Uh, uh, but you know they just made him larger but that's that's him and uh
2: the second row and third row yeah
1: those are like a prosthetic piece that they put in okay but it's him you know and it's fucking cool so he's
2: got a big mouth
1: Oh, pro- yeah.
2: You can put a fist in there.
1: Oh, yeah, probably. Or nice. a huge dick. <laughs> See,
2: I've seen him outside of costume. He looks like he's... Just a huge was one. practicing. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like, oh this, stomp <laughs> 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 oh, this
1: one's too small. my mouth. This calls for Big Beth.
2: You've seen Jawbreaker. <laughs> you know what happens. <laughs> you go too big. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so
2: that part was really scary for me or it was like excited finally exciting because mm-hmm. it was like okay the story's going along whatever like I'm not really interested and then that happened it was like okay that caught my attention and then when they all came together and they're little
1: And uh th- the Henry Bowers character he was the bully the main bully.
2: Oh, I fucking hate that kid. I wanted to slit his throat. Uh,
1: like I <laughs> they they went places that they didn't go in the TV show but still i felt like they didn't get that character right and the the choices that they they make considering his fate don't work in the larger story but i guess they have an idea of where they're going to go with that i just i that that whole character really bugged me Cause it just it wasn't true to See, and you know all yeah, of the background so to me he was a good you know he, villain they hit
2: classic you know fucking town punk white trash white punk trash, kid punk who kid gets beat up who gets bullied by his dad so he goes home out and takes it out on yeah. other people
1: and that's that's in essence what the character is yeah but it just it was so much story more in wise the book that yeah they they just you yeah. know pass up a lot of really good opportunities uh, but the carving his name thing was absolutely in the book and I remember when we were watching it you were you were startled by how excessive it was at that moment where he's well, carving Well yeah because into there's like semi- a
2: fucking family driving by like I mean who am I? I'm just a woman but I'm telling you if I drove by some kids doing that shit I'd make you stop the car and go fucking beat the shit out of those kids. Yeah. While well, I called the fucking police and rode shotgun for in case you gotta fucking hop in the car and drive off. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've done that more than once. Yeah. but you know I would have been fucking furious if I would have been that parent I would have stopped the car instantly and made you get out fuck that shit punch that little motherfucker in the face
0: (laughs) (laughs) poor little fat
2: kid (laughs) it infuriates me doing that to little children
1: and uh, you know there was other things I I like that they brought in the character of uh, the mom who's portly because that was like a really like the, the mom uh, in the first one was you know kind of portly but it was like cartoonishly big was what um the way that stephen king wrote the her
2: scared mom
1: yeah of everything yeah i hated her and um that was eddie casprek's mom and uh in in the book she's exactly how they you know, portray her visually, her on and that, the nail. like nail on the head. Um, the the uh, inhaler thing was a much bigger deal in the book and the first film, which you know it. They could have really used that instead. They went with Richie because they liked that kid better. And this wasn't initially uh, the film. Like they were trying to make this movie a couple years ago. And they'd had a different director attached and everything. The only holdover was the kid who played Richie. Um, he's the only one from the original cast that, you know, was carried over when they actually got it done. Um, and he went on to do, oddly enough, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's already been playing, essentially, kind of a character in that same game. His
2: mom was <laughs> 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 I'm just saying... <laughs> Or he could be a good actor. <laughs> I've seen the movie. I think he was...
0: Mom was <laughs> 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 what? So you didn't like the kids in the movie? I mean,
2: they were okay. I mean, I felt like the girl was more of a badass than any of those little skinny punks. Uh,
0: what
1: did you think of Ben?
2: Ben was the a little that, Yeah. I loved him. He felt so brave and yeah. just like you know like whatever I'm picked on but I'm gonna be him the main the little brother or yeah. the, the, the big brother of the George little brother er, yeah. I loved him because of that little brother Bill. love I just love that and um, I like the girl a lot although I felt like she was like a, a young um, Molly Ringwald she Didn't did she? have
1: some Ringwaldums yeah to her. and
2: I felt like when she'd go when out she with the, the boys yeah when she got the hair but I felt like because she's going through womanhood and stuff she was kind of like oh you guys are my friends but also I want people to stare at me yeah You know
1: what I mean? But, I mean, that felt very true to the age that they're at. You know what I mean? I
2: don't know. I was never like that.
0: Well,
1: you know.
2: I wasn't a little hussy, so I don't
1: know. Not everybody is you, (laughs) babe. (laughs) I know. I just... She was
2: a little hussy. uh, You know,
1: people handle puberty differently. I would
2: have never been in my bra and unaware.
1: People handle puberty differently. Okay.
2: Yeah, you just so, like damn yeah, a woman. Woo!
1: You know, it's it's different. You get you get uh, that's different behavior. Right. I guess. Uh,
2: I don't know.
1: So, you know, I, I thought that the kids were great. I thought that they were honestly like everybody's like coming all over the But where were
2: like, all their parents? The only one who had a caring parent was the girl.
1: And he cared a little too much. No,
2: he definitely cared too much, but he just was like, where are you Care going? cared an awful can? lot. <laughs> he never, you know what I mean? Like, nobody, except for the hypochondriac mom, nobody yeah. else cared. Like, if I just lost my son, you're not fucking going anywhere.
1: Well, you know, again, it, it's the sickness of the town. I don't know. I you know, was... compacted with the fact that they had just lost their son and, you know, they're Essentially, like ghosts. And I
2: guess I don't know. I just don't get it. Maybe I have to read the book and watch the other series. I'm not sure.
1: I I just the the stuff that they could again. Uh, there's there's a moment in the first film that's just fucking terrifying, when Bill looks through the photo album, uh, Georgie's photo album. That I just I was really hoping they did, and they didn't do, and it's it's fucking scary. Man, it's just the simplest thing, but it just, it scares the out, shit okay. out of you.
2: See, I thought there was going to be a lot of that, like, <clears throat> small, silent, scary and stuff. And that's
1: what it should have been, but it was Jump Scare City. Like, there was I, only one time. No, they they were going for jump scares. There was just one time that I genuinely jumped. I wasn't uh, going to say that. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm not a fucking shame to admit that. I called you out on it. Yeah, recently. well, <laughs> but, but that's the thing is like, you know, people think, oh, you watch horror films, you don't, you don't react to things, you're not scared. I'm scared of everything. I watch horror movies because I'm scared of things. It's, you know, that's, that's the point is you're supposed to try to scare yourself.
0: No, and, fuck that.
1: Uh, you know, when a movie isn't scary and it's a horror movie, that's when it's disappointing. You know, you, you you look for things But again, jump scares are exactly that They're, they're you know, the shock of a moment Like, ah! You know, th- but that's not That's not being Snake. scary Exactly Yes You know, like, I I do this thing with my kid Ember, by the way Yeah uh, Where I have mostly this Mostly
2: Ember, What well, we do it to everyone Yeah, we but We all get
1: it It's mostly Ember because he's the one that reacts <gasps> uh, Ah! <yeah>, I, t- <laughs> <laughs> I, I have this Goofy rubber snake that was theirs that was one Before of Before the
2: fucking video on Instagram. We've been doing this for years.
1: Yeah, and so, um, I just have this rubber snake and I just toss it at him and I just go, Snake! <laughs> and it scares the shit out of him. And, and he makes like, this sound. What does he do?
2: And he goes, ah! yeah. <laughs> 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 it, you know,
1: it's Yeah, that, That's You know, that's not me being a master of horror. That's me just... Being a you know, dick. Being a dick. The cheapest scare possible.
2: <laughs> and it's funny because... Because he does that. We... It's like uh, everyone passes a snake around. Like, I don't know if we know where it is right now because somebody might be hiding it. And then, like, when you least expect it, you'll be doing something. And then just this... Plastic fake snake comes rolling at you, and it's black and white, and it's like a cobra. And a snake! <laughs> <laughs> and it, it Just like it will go like weeks without it, and I then all of I picked him up from
0: school and did it. Yeah, <laughs> like like at his
1: school, I've done it. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Like yeah, it's that. just
2: like for years we've had this plastic snake. I want to say like what four years at least. It's
1: been a long time.
2: It's been a long time, and it's just always like snake.
1: <laughs> it's it, it's fun. God and it. it's, you yeah, know, I mean, but again, that's, that's not being, you know, it's not telling a scary story that's getting the cheapest effect possible yeah. and you know, where it works in that moment. If you know that it's coming, it's not scary. Yeah. So jump scares for me are a surprise, but if your structure is predicated on that surprise, you're not going to get a great repeat viewing
2: that's true
1: uh and there is way too much good in the book that they could have pulled from that is genuinely creepy and terrifying rather than going for you know just a quick ah! i don't i don't like that shit i'm i'm sorry <laughs> there is there is a little bit too much over reliance on jump scares uh, from my opinion but uh let's rate this thing
2: are we doing Reapers? Yes. Uh, I would say 3 out of 5.
1: 3 out of 5? That's yeah. that's a fair uh, assessment. That's
2: all you're getting from me. Uh,
1: I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go 3.8. 3.8? 3. Uh, al- almost, almost a 4, but there were too many differences that really s- kind of stuck in my craw. And um, the over-reliance of jump scares really bugged me because this is a creepy fucking story yeah it's terrifying and i know what it can be and i i think if i would have went into this kind of like you did without any kind of prejudice uh, i would probably enjoy it a lot more but because i did you know i wasn't able to enjoy it as much
0: well
2: that's what i'm saying i feel like i didn't enjoy it because i didn't know any of the background I didn't know, like, the story, the town people, nothing. Everyone just pissed me off. (laughs)
0: She's like, what
2: the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) The librarian, the mom, everybody. The old lady with the cat. She's just like, what is wrong with you? Like, watch your fucking shit. Get your Uh, goddamn baby out the street.
0: Yes.
1: If if you've learned nothing from this movie, it's get your goddamn babies out the street. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) You don't have anything you want to plug, do you? Uh,
2: find me at uh, what's my thing?
1: At loca Cola, L O W C A C O L A, on Twitter. Uh, if you're, if this is the first episode, you've enjoyed what you've heard, and you want to. It find better out, not be bitches. If you want to find out more about Creature Features, you can do that in a couple of different ways. You can start by liking us on Facebook, Facebook.com/forward/slash/creaturepod. By following us on Twitter and Instagram At CreaturePod And uh, you know October isn't over yet you guys So I have one more New release horror that I will be discussing In the month of October And it kind of fits within the theme Of uh, the month Which is uh, Franchise Killers It is a franchise of its own In its own degree And I'm talking of course about cult of chucky so that will be the last of the oh. modern horror films that i'm going to be discussing on the show uh but definitely stick around because uh, as mentioned on the candyman episode the horror hall of fame is coming it will be a awesome big event that you know i'm really excited for you guys to hear and uh we'll have a lot of people that you know and love um In a lot of different ways. And uh, that could be as vague as you want it to be. (laughs) But, uh, you know, that's going to do it for us over here. So for my lovely wife, Miss Cola, and for myself, again, my name is Chunky. This has been another episode of the Creature Features Podcast on GeeksOfTheIndustry.com, Stitcher, and iTunes. Do you want to say it? Keep your goddamn
2: babies out the street.
1: Listen with someone you trust (laughs) Aquarius Libra
0: Leo Cancer Ralph Charles Paul Larry Now I like a woman
2: who loves her freedom And I like a woman who can hold her own
1: And if you fit that description, baby Come with me
0: Take my hand